Hello everyone, welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast. This is your podcast episode from 9-3 to 9-9. In this episode, I will be sharing with you the energy story that I've channeled and written for this time period called The Fall of Normal. We'll be going through the story a little bit at a time and I'll be sharing with you the metaphors and the meanings behind the story, what spirit wants you to know so that you can get the most out of this time period. If you'd like to read the story in its entirety, then the written version is over on my website and I will have a link to that in the description of this podcast. But for now, stay tuned and we will be back with you to share what's happening for you the beginning of this month. Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Welcome everyone, welcome to the podcast. Just lighting us a little candle to get us in the mood. Calling in our guides to join us on this podcast journey. Wrapping us all in love and light. Just relax. Grab a cup of tea or coffee. And let's get started. Let's get started. So that was Autumn Wind by Kaliana. I really love her music. And what I want to talk about now is the story that I've written. I think I mentioned in the intro. So we're going to go through the fall of normal. And I'm going to go through it a little bit at a time just to share with you um, coming from our guides. Anyone who's listening now, you know, you've been drawn to this for a reason. There's messages in here that you need to hear. But when I wrote the, when I write the energy stories, um, you know, people are often used to hearing like, or the energy updates, like someone comes on and draws cards or just shares an update. And I really prefer just personally to write stories. It's just, it's, I like doing all the other stuff, but the stories are fun for me too because they're channeled. I have no idea what's coming in, so it's just like automatic writing, although I set the intention for what I'm wanting to write about. Um, And the story comes through, and in this particular case, I hadn't written one in a while, and I I swear I reread this story like four or five times last night, because I was like, oh, it's just so good. Um, But what I want to do for those of you that aren't used to hearing energy updates in this way is kind of share the story a little bit at a time. Um, and kind of um, decode it per se or share with you like what the metaphors mean or what spirit is intending 
to convey with the metaphors in the story. So that way you can kind of get used to, at least if you're following my work, you can get used to, you know, here's what to look out for and here's, here's, here's um, the many facets and the many layers of the work that I do. And it's all with intention, but it's all so quantum and multidimensional that I want you, if you are open, to start beginning to think in those multidimensional ways about certain things. Because um, I think when folks say, if I just tap into my community, I think when folks, when I tell folks, like, oh, I've written a story, they just go read it. And they don't always necessarily um, pick up on the nuances within the story itself. So this is, in a sense, a way for me to share it with you. Also in um, voice format, because many people, um, many of my followers want to hear my voice say these things to them. Um, I know that there's light language and um, activations and downloads coming through my voice. That's part of my spiritual gift. Um, I've had many people share that with me kind of un, you know, unsolicited, like I'll send them just even a little voice message and they're like, oh, you don't realize what a download that was. Um, or my beautiful soul sister friend who told me, um, like, you could just read some crappy story to somebody and it would just sound like so awesome. <laughs> and there would be like, you know, some sort of an activation in it. So I do like to do these as audios as well. Um, just so um, if you are not, because some people are not into like reading, they'd rather like hear, um, hear something than um, read it. So now there's the best of both worlds. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the story. There really is, it's not very long. It's really kind of broken up into about three or four messages that Spirit wants to convey. And also what I'd like to do is this is a community um, effort per se, if you want to put it that way. But I'm sharing these stories with you. They're channeled through my higher self. They're channeled, um, you know, through my, my guides, through me. But you all have your own higher selves and your own guides. So if you get different interpretations or meanings to, the, to these, you know, and you feel like sharing them in our community space, um, I would love to hear what um, what messages you got because it's not just you know I'm not the only one with pieces of the puzzle um, I learned that a long time ago um, when I was intending some intuitive workshops um, where and and psychic development workshops it's like everybody has a little piece of the puzzle um, sometimes when there's um, messages to be given and we don't all get the same pieces we we get different pieces um, which was kind of a conundrum to me at the time. I just couldn't understand why if someone was reading for me um, or if multiple people were reading for me, they were all giving me different messages. And all the messages um, were relatable, but I was just like, I, I just kind of couldn't really fathom that way back when, when I was first doing some formal training, like why that was happening. So now I, I understand that and I just, um, you know... I'm open to hearing all interpretations um, if you are open to sharing them. So let's get into the fall of normal. And really, I just want to talk about the title at, up front um, because 
the story is about the autumn season starting, at least in the northern hemisphere, and it takes place in the woods, and it is fall in terms of the sense of the season, but it's also fall um, in terms of what's happening with the um, with the situations going on in the collective consciousness and within the 3D world right now. The fall of normal is happening. Um, it's happening for a reason. And um, it's here to create um, chaos and destruction so that the new can be born from that. So just keep that in mind. Um, so the story is Novo walked outside among the falling leaves. She was reticent about the coming autumn season because she simply wasn't sure what was going to happen or how. She was comfortable in the knowing that something would occur but not much more had been revealed to her other than codex, activations, and the like. It was more a feeling in her bones and in her sight that something more was coming. She had to trust that all really was well, even if she couldn't see very far ahead of herself. You see, this veil had been put there for a reason, and for now she would just have to be content that if her guides and higher self wanted to veil the way forward from her, it was for one of two reasons. Either she wasn't ready to see the way forward yet, or the possibilities that lay ahead were just too much for her to need to know about right now. She was, she reminded herself, supposed to stay peaceful among any perceived chaos. All was being managed from the higher levels and would be revealed on a need-to-know basis. So I want to break that part down a little bit. Um, because there's two things happening here. There's the veil that's being placed over your personal way forward. Um, so I think, you know, there, if you're on every one of you probably listening is on a journey. Um, but right now, a lot of things aren't being shown to us. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, we have our own goals and dreams, but you've seen with the beginning half of the year that much of that was put, um, quote unquote, on hold. Um, for the greater collective awakening and unfolding to occur. And now we're sitting here and we're wondering like, well, what's happening to my goals and objectives? Like what is taking place? And the guides are here to share that for the rest of 2020, they are, um, they are showing you what you need to know in the now moment. And that may not be comfortable for everyone. Um, so you have to find something to ground yourself with. So for example, when I think about some of my larger intentions, um, some of them I have no control over right now because they either involve other people or they just really do involve circumstances outside of my control. Like I need, I feel like I need divine intervention for some of these things to happen. So that can make you feel anxious because it's like, well, when and how and what, like you can get all caught up in your um, mental body getting concerned about that way forward because you can't see it because it's been veiled from your sight. So in that respect, you need to find something else that you can ground into on a daily basis. So start taking a look at things that you can control. So if you, um, I'm just giving an example, if you want to start your own business, um, then 
there are certain things that you know or that can be shown to you that you can do to get that going. You can ask your guides and your higher self to step in and kind of help you understand what the action steps are. But that's something you can control. You can control your diet or your self-care you know, regimen on a daily basis or how you react to what's going on around you. So find a way to ground into the things that you can control, which is your own personal universe, and just allow the higher levels to take care of showing you what you need to see for the future when you need to see it. And don't try to get too far ahead of yourself there because it will just promote anxiety. The other message that's being conveyed with this part of the story is everyone's wondering um, what is this other um, there have been much I don't know prediction and forecasting about some other third thing coming along in the collective consciousness and the 3d um, that's going to play out that's going to be um, you know almost like they're saying worse than the other two things that have already happened and I've been hearing multiple confirmations from multiple way showers about what the basis of those things could be and it seems like it affects many many areas of the 3d world in terms of chaos shake-up death and rebirth um, but again those are things we cannot control and just like None of us were privy to the details about the pandemic happening. Like everyone knew something was going to happen, but nothing, no one, no way shower knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, we are being veiled from seeing what is exactly going to happen in the outer worlds to, to create this death rebirth, um, new earth, um, because you saw what happened with the other two things. <laughs> um, it created pandemonium. So we as way showers and light workers and whatever you want to call yourself, great keeper, gatekeeper, healer, empath. We don't need to see all those details right now. We need to stay present in the now because we're supposed to be grounding in the light and the peace. And each one of us has a different part to play in that. We're all in a different geographical location for a reason. It's more than just because that's where you were moving. Um, you were placed there for a reason. And so we have to do our part to stay as much as we can in the higher light in the 5D and above, in the multidimensionality of it all, and try to stay out of what's going on in the 3D, um, only because um, if that's not part of your soul mission, if that is not part of your mission to be out there in the thick of things, then we are here, those of us um, that are doing the type of like um, ground crew work are meant to stay in our peace, stay in our sovereignty, stay in our power, and stay in the higher light and the higher realms. So that means we have to stay out of the chaos. Um, 
it means different things to different people and for me right now it just means staying out of the 3d as much as I possibly can either staying in my own home staying in, out in nature and as much as possible keep, keeping out of the 3d so that's all they wanted to say about the first part of the story so I'm gonna keep going now So Nova picked up Charcoal, her black cat familiar, and hugged him tightly to her as she watched out over the silent forest, who was also not being very forthcoming at the moment. She half expected Pan to come bursting through the tree line and whisk her away to Avalon, but it wasn't time yet. She would be called into service again soon for the Alliance of the Light, but for now she was free to explore otherworldly delights such as her writing and singing. Even though Charcoal often got antsy at the latter, her songs often filling the void of the forest with so much upliftment that the birds burst forth and up into the sky as she belted out yet another classic rock tune. How am I supposed to fill my time, she wondered, and it didn't take long before she realized she was being watched. She wasn't sure by whom yet, although she could feel him in and amongst the trees. She would just have to wait until he was ready to reveal himself to her. She was pretty sure she knew who it was, but they liked to play this little game and pretend they didn't know each other. It was fun to pretend. As the days grew closer to the next stargate on 9-9, Nova knew she must go within again and contemplate all that was going to happen in her world. For she had big plans in the works, and it was necessary to withdraw around these main stargates in order to fuel their fire and of course be ready to serve if she was suddenly called into service by the Merlin. The clouds started to become gray in the sky and Nova felt a slight chill in the air. Charcoal leapt out of her arms and off to chase an errant wood nymph around a tree. And then soon she would feel the wind against her cheek and turned to see him, and together they would merge their hearts and create a new stargate, one that would bring them closer to each other, and one that with focused intention would bring them both together as they were always meant to be. So I want to go into that a little bit. There's two things there. One is for those of you um, being called into service to do grid work on the land. Um, so that is service to Gaia, which um, for me personally, when I um, joined the Alliance of the Light um, with Merlin, I was um, asked to promise that service to Gaia would come before service to anyone else. Um, so service to Gaia would come before service to humanity um, and some of the other creative work that I'm doing. So for those of you that are interested in grid working um, or in working with the land or in working with some of the New Earth Now activities that are going on to help anchor in the higher lights, um, if you are being called into service, um, then Merlin is someone you can reach out to or you can just ask the Alliance of the Light. You can just even set the intention like, I'm interested in grid working um, or helping with the New Earth Now project, you know, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's calling New Earth Now project. Um, and a guide will contact you. It's not, it's like <laughs> Merlin, he's getting mad. He's like, I can't help everybody. Um, 
it could be somebody else. So I work um, on that project with Merlin through Avalon, but there are other sacred sites in the world on the planet and each one of them has a guide attached to it and so you could be called into service to any of those so for example Sedona Shasta you know there's others as well um, and you will be given assignments to do and asked to complete them um, with all faith and integrity um, like you're showing up just like you're showing up to, to do a job for um, for somebody in this case the job is for Kaya and um, you're working to help the, the light in establishing the new earth now grids and, and so forth. So that is um, more, I think, an a activation for some of you. Those words, the meaning of, of what I'm sharing here, um, that if that's something you're interested in, then um, just set the intention and, be, um, and expect to be contacted by a guide for that. Then we move into the last part of the story where Nova starts to hear something in the woods. We start talking about two hearts merging as one and becoming their own stargate. So I'm going to finish reading the rest of what's here and then I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So the last words were, they would create a new stargate, one that would bring them closer to each other and with focused intent would bring them both together as they were always meant to be. I am whole and complete, she recanted, from the dream healer who had answered her call. Yes, she was complete on her own, and she didn't necessarily need anyone or anything around for her to work her magic. But community and the like were important aspects of her journey and she must simply pull herself out of her reverie at times to notice how much she really did need their connection, even if the elves and gnomes weren't always so willing to hear what she had to say. She had to persevere and keep going. And of course there was him, ever by her side and always watching her with love and perseverance. She would of course succumb to any feeling of wanton pleasure and ecstasy just to have him near. So she closed her eyes and called him forth, and with swiftness and a gentle caress he appeared by her side. Nova, his voice called into her mind, and with that she felt him envelop within and around her. She put all thoughts of the outside world aside and put on her best wolf guise, shapeshifters as they were. And as her community looked on from the foreground, she chased him often into the trees, Mate to mate, they ran into the autumn wind, only to return again when the next gate opens. As for the community gathered around the peripheral, to them she sent a heartfelt wish of love and peace, and a little note to simply just be. So this is talking about divine counterparts. Everyone has one, so this is also referred to as a twin ray. It's different than a twin flame. Um, throughout your journey, you can have multiple twin flames. You only have one twin ray. Um, this has been um, also confirmation. Other way showers talking about the same thing. Um, I read channelings from Sananda about the same thing. And I'm personally working on my own 
journey um, with the divine counterpart union as well. So I'm very, very familiar with this. Um, but this is, I call this um, also like quote unquote, the one. Um, this is the same emanation of light as you. So just like a twin that split off from, you know, split off from the same, however twins are happening, however twins happen in the fetus, but it split off with your divine, your twin ray, your divine counterpart split off from the same ray of light as you. And you have been together through all eternity. You do feel each other's feelings and thoughts. You are able to connect telepathically. Um, some twin rays had decided not to incarnate together um, in this lifetime, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, that's something that I work with private clients on, like what does that mean um, if your twin ray is not incarnated with you now in the physical? Um, I work with people on how to work with that relationship and with that bond. And um, in this case, and then the twin ray is also that other part of you that you feel has been with you maybe ever since you were like a little girl, you dreamt of your, you know, your, your perfect union, your, your perfect love or whatever. And you may have as a child that, that energy may have presented to you as an imaginary friend or someone. And of course our guides are still obviously working with us, the angels and the elementals and all of that. Um, but this divine counterpart has a very special telepathic connection to us, just like twins who were born at the same time in the 3D, just like twin siblings have a very telepathic, etheric connection to each other. So in this case, um, Nova's twin Ray, her divine counterpart, they're just playing little games. Um, but one thing along the divine counterpart journey is kind of like, um, you know, you're, you, you keep hearing about union within yourself. So you need to come into union within yourself before you can come into union in the physical. Um, and you need to come into inner sanctity with your divine feminine and your divine masculine. You need to come to a place of wholeness and completeness where you feel like you don't have to have or need another person to complete you, to make you happy, to love you, to care for you, to cherish you. You are through your soul journey and your spiritual journey seeking a place of independence, dependence upon yourself and on spirit and, and your own soul and your own intuition to carry you, your own self-love, your own you know healing. And you don't need anyone to do those things for you. So um you know, there have been relationships in the past through my journey where I was like, oh, this person's coming to save me, um, save me from myself. And it's like, no, that is not what the divine counterpart journey is all about. Like you have to find yourself first and then you can come into union with your divine counterpart because you're like a power couple at that point. You're both, both independently sovereign, but it's just kind of like Adam and kind of like an Adam and Eve in a way because you were created for each other. Like spirit doesn't want you to be alone like a hermit by yourself forever unless that's the path that you choose. But ultimately there is a divine connection um, 
other soul that you're meant to have that special union with and that special connection with. Um, and it was so interesting because um, in working on this personal journey, I did call in like support in the astrals. I was like, well, show me what still needs to be healed um, before I can, you know, um, come closer to my divine counterpart. And a dream healer did actually show up that same night. Um, he was working with many people at the same time. And he came over to me and he like whispered, like, just because you're not together in the physical, you know, it doesn't matter. You are whole and complete you're in yourself. And it's like, he just wanted me to realize that I needed to see that. I needed to see that and heal that first before there was any type of physical connection that was going to take place there. Um, so the dream healer actually did show up. So that is something that, um, you know, if you are interested in finding and, and working with your divine counterpart and, and going into that journey space, um, walking that path closer to them, um, healing those aspects of yourself that need to be healed so that you can come into union with your twin ray. Um, then those are things to start setting intentions on. Start, you know, calling on that divine counterpart in the astrals, in the 5D. Start getting to know them. Start working with them. Um, start asking for guides to come in um, to support you both on the journey. Like all this work can be done in the astrals, in the multidimensional realms. Um, even if physical union is not, you're not quite there yet or not quite ready, um, the time is now for these power couples to start working towards these physical reunions um, with each other um, because that's really what, um, that's really what the soul, part of the soul work and the soul purpose is moving into the new earth now. And again, um, for some of you who, who, you know, kind of don't know where to get started, that is also, um, things that I work with private clients on that and Ascension alignment are the two main focuses of my private client work. So really what the rest of the story of, um, is saying is, you know, they just kind of ran off into the woods to play and Nova had to remember um, to come out of her playtime and being in the fairylands and all that to connect with her community, which is, you know, whatever, her physical in-person community, her online social media community, what, whatever you call your tribe and your community, um, that, that that's an important connection. And that is part of your journey and part of your path because you have so much to share about what you've already been through so far. And you are here to be a, a teacher, a way shower, a guiding light, if that's part of what you so choose to do. So it's like, let's find a balance of both worlds, the balance of connecting with community, the balance of going within and, you know, working on our path and working on our journey. And, um, and right now this period until the nine, nine is it, sounding like it's another period of time to go within, get clear on your goals and your objectives, make an actionable plan to, to, to get going on the things that you can control. Um, but just also being in the now, 
just being, being peaceful. It doesn't mean you're just sitting there doing nothing. Um, if you have goals, it's time to get started on those. It's time to keep going and work on those. And for some of them, myself included, summertime for me is always like my downtime. It's always like my, almost like my winter solstice time. I don't get a whole lot done in the summertime. Um, it's just, it just seems to be the way it works. And then around the fall and winter time, I ramp up and I get a lot accomplished, even though in a sense, um, you know, I'm still in balance with the wheel of the year in terms of going within and, and all of that, you know, how the energy plays out um, through Gaia and through nature. But now is a time to really get clear, get grounded, get balanced, get a, get some activities in your daily routine and your daily schedule that you can control. Don't worry about what's going on in the 3D outer world at the moment. More stuff is definitely going to be happening. It's definitely going to be chaotic. Um, they're just not sugarcoating that. It's going to be chaotic. It's There's going to be upheaval and there's going to be drama. But we need to stay out of that as much as we possibly can. Like we can keep aware at a high level of what's going on without empathically being drawn into the lower levels. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, that's a lot <laughs> to focus on for the next week or so. Um, and I'm going to uh, put that out there again. If anyone has any different interpretations of the story, um, please feel free to leave them in the comments of this podcast or wherever you're listening to this from, um, because I definitely like to read other um, thoughts, other downloads, other things that are coming up for you all. And I am really just so much in gratitude for those of you that support my work, who follow me and are interested in the messages that Spirit is sharing through me. And I am just grateful for your presence in my community. So for now, you all, I will see you in the next podcast. And like it said in the story, just be peaceful and just be. Take care. Together doesn't seem enough